I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Peddling Fiction Podcast Live Edition on this global day of jihad, Friday the 13th. I am uh, your host, the one and only uh, voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and of course, back with me to uh, get to the bottom of whether or not 40 babies were actually beheaded in Israel is uh, the one and only Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. The That number seems a little high, but we'll... Uh... We'll go with it for the time being because you're not allowed to question the numbers that they use for those those sorts of things. No. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people just completely lose their minds over the last over the last week. I guess um, really vicious attacks will do that to people. But wow. Uh, I, I've heard people say we don't need evidence for no. any of this. We don't, we don't need evidence. Um, I heard uh, I was listening to. um the uh p- part of the problem yesterday because i guess uh dave smith and uh yaron 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 brook brooks were getting into it over this whole thing and yaron just had like the the most unbelievable he's like i don't even need to, <laughs> I don't have time to figure out who's guilty and who's innocent i just need to go on the attack <laughs> it's like jesus christ dude um so a lot of people have uh, collectively lost their minds just over the last uh, ten years or so. Um, but yeah, what the the amount of sane people that remained, I think, has been cut in half maybe since last Saturday. Well, the the lack of ne- necessity for evidence has been going on since the whole Ukraine thing started. Like people have been calling for proof of all of the stuff that's supposedly been going on in Ukraine for over a year, and nobody can can provide that and then when the, you do get proof of what's going on it turns out to to actually prove something completely different or when you look at it you've got stuff like the uh, all of the cars they're blown up in the middle of the street and yet none of the windows have been broken in the buildings around them or you've got videos of people who are like all these dead bodies covered in tarps and then they don't they realize that around. the camera's still rolling <laughs> and they start getting up like you know, that's that's the problem with calling for proof these days is even the, the proof is uh, highly questionable. Which yeah. I guess. <laughs> it, well, it is just amazing that 
just wanting to be sure before you do something like, I don't know, start another world war. <laughs> Can I get a little proof before? No, can't do that. We cannot, you cannot uh, search for proof. You cannot have evidence. Just uh, take us at our word as if they've earned that privilege. Like government has just been so honest and the intelligence communities have just been so accurate over the last, uh, I don't know, uh, 50 years. <laughs> oh, since their inception, really. But particularly in my lifetime, I, I can't remember the last thing they actually got right. But we should just take everything they say at face value. I mean, Otherwise, these are the, uh, you're an anti-Semite. Yeah, these are the intelligence agencies that gave us WMDs, babies in incubators, uh, bounties in Afghanistan. Uh, what what else have like, we got? Yeah, the list, too many things to fucking name in this hour long podcast that we're about to do. But yeah, it is like they couldn't do the babies uh, it, being thrown out of incubators thing because that was already done. So, how do you top that? Well, they've been beheaded this time. Or I like the one where uh, the pregnant woman was just like basically the, the baby was cut out of her and left attached by the umbilical cord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you have all of these these pro-abortion people being like, this is the most horrific thing ever. And it's just like, yeah, well, uh, you're kind of cheering that kind of thing on. Maybe not as brutal and not as involuntary. But if somebody had just done that to a baby and just cut it out of the, the woman um, because they didn't want the baby anymore, then it's perfectly fine. It should be celebrated. And not only that, but the Israeli state will pay for it. They, right. Did you know that? Did, did you know that in fact, all abortions, all abortions, are one hundred percent state funded in Israel? I did not know that. There's yeah. a lot I don't know about Israel. God's chosen people. Yeah, really is just uh, unbelievable. Should we should we start with the unhinged Ben Shapiro this week because he's really. He's been on everybody's show. Uh, he's been yeah. Ben Shapiro has just completely gone off the deep end. Yeah, I I think you could say he's been triggered. <laughs> uh, but this is the this is the one that's really been making the rounds because he has been, you know, in the past. I remember, I forget exactly what the event was, but he was saying like, "Hey, you know, we need to take a step." Oh, it was after a mass shooting. I think it was after like the Pulse nightclub shooting or something where he's like, hey, like, I understand that like these images could make you react emotionally, but we need to take a step back and and not make decisions when we're really angry or upset by what's just happened. And uh, apparently that just goes out the window once um, Israel has been attacked. And so he's been circulating everything, all of these stories that just on their face don't seem to be i mean what we've seen so far is enough you don't need the beheaded babies to like garner support for your cause you really don't i mean we saw innocent people just being fucking gunned down point blank that's enough i think for most people to be like all right this is this is horrendous we don't need uh alleged stories of babies being beheaded and it, of course it's like the one thing we can't get images of <laughs> It's like everything else is being shown to you. It's like, well, can I see that? No, no, we can't do that. And then, of course, he like thinks he's dunking on everybody by like, oh, you wanted evidence of babies being murdered? Here's here's a burnt body 
which may or may not have been AI generated. But that again, that's not what people were asking for. Nobody was questioning whether or not babies have been killed during this thing. It was whether or not 40 of them were beheaded in like one room or something like the the original report was uh, also just hearsay. Oh, I heard somebody say that 40 baby. And then that reporter tweeted out that she, basically a retraction on Twitter or X or Twix or whatever the fuck you want to call it these days. Twix is kind of good. Um and then, yeah, it's just like nobody can confirm this. And it's just it does seem a little outrageous that they're going around beheading babies. Well, and then you've got like Joe Biden did the same thing. He he went and said, he seen it. Yeah. yeah, he said, I never thought I'd see the day where I would have conf- when I would see confirmed the beheaded babies. And then later on, they had to uh, issue a statement, say, Actually, Joe Biden hasn't seen anything. So no, that, none of that is here. Okay. Nobody's seen video. it. We've just heard it. And this is... Yeah, go ahead and you can play it if you want. <laughs> I never really thought that I would see and have confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. I never thought I'd ever... Anyway, I... Uh... <laughs> But there are countries in the region that are trying to be of some help, including Arab nations, trying to be of some help. So, uh, anyway. It's just, I mean. (laughs) And it's hard to tell if he's, like, dumbfounded by how terrible this is or if he's just straight up confused and not sure why he's on stage. He just keeps losing his train of thought, I think, is probably more like it. I mean, it is tough to come up with words to describe some of the, the things that have been going on. But that, but he does that anyway thing all the time. And it's just like, well, this is the guy that's in charge at a very crucial moment for the planet. <laughs> like, one wrong move could really send this thing into uh, Armageddon. And this is the guy that's just like, I never thought, uh, anyway. Uh, it's just yeah, it God to have him just at the helm of anything. Like he he shouldn't be in charge of like the most menial tasks. If his job was to pack your kids' lunch, would you trust him with uh, in all honesty? Like he he had to make the lunch and send your kid off to school. You have any confidence that your kid's gonna have something to eat that day? No, not anything. I mean, would you gamble on it? <laughs> what do you think the odds are? 70, 30, there's nothing edible in that brown paper bag. Right. He's just putting like dog treats and who knows what else in there. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to take Commander out. Let's go. It's going to get like a rant. You're going to get like a random thing, just like a surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the fact that he's just in charge of the, the most powerful government on the face of the earth at a really crucial moment is, um, as ridiculous as it is hilarious. So, um, and on another note, he's, uh, he's doing his best to evacuate all the Americans that have been stuck in Israel. And I think the last count I saw was like 27 Americans have been killed. At least a dozen are allegedly still being held hostage. Um, but he's working to get everybody else evacuated. Um, they're putting them on, I believe it's just private private planes 
Yeah, charter flights for Americans stuck in Israel. Uh, I don't think you get to choose where you go. It's just like you get you get this plane and you got you know. We're getting you out. They drop matter. you off is where you end up, and it's Probably. like uh, it's probably going to be better than Gaza or whatever. But that's kind of funny. Um, the other thing that I just found unbelievable, like the balls on these people in government. And this has been at first it was like, oh, that's fake news because it was from uh, I forget that fake right wing website uh, news site. I forget the name of it. But no, I, I it was reported by ABC and a couple of other a um, couple of other more reputable news sources is that Americans have to reimburse the government for the cost of the flight to get out. Isn't that something? So um the government steals money from you to charter this plane. <laughs> and then you have to reimburse them for the money that they stole from you in the first place. God, you got to love government. You got to love like the amount of money that they just spend on pointless, worthless horseshit. The amount of money that they just can't even account for is in the trillions. They'll lose a trillion dollars and just be like, ah, oh, well, you know, we can't be expected to account for every dollar and you know, fog of war, blah, 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 blah. But your $300 flight out of fucking Israel, you, we're going to need we're going to need that back. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah the, Unbelievable. Uh, what was the uh, the thing where uh, NASA spent like. 200 and something thousand dollars on a cup of coffee and nobody could explain why that happened or how like you just happened to misplace a couple hundred thousand dollars because of over or that supposedly went to a cup of coffee and you're not even going to bother to look into that but yeah that 300 dollars that uh we're going to have to charge you for flying yeah. you flying you out of uh, a situation that if we're being honest um the united states has played some role in contributing hand to in creating the, uh, yeah of course funding so, creating what did you see Probably the um sides. it's been confirmed that the a lot of the weapons that Hamas was or that Hamas has been using came from you want to guess where Ukraine I'm going to say the Afghanistan uh pullout Ukraine Ukraine oh that too yeah we and we did cover that uh on this podcast we mentioned a few months ago that they can't keep track of these weapons they're being sold on the fucking black market and here you go. And now you see a bunch of fucking Hamas guys rolling around with M4s. Crazy, right? It's, yeah. Oh, I mean, who, whoever would have guessed? <laughs> and now we're just conspiracy theorists, Justin. That's all. I bet you. Uh, I bet you what they're going to do with these people that they're putting on planes and pulling them out of Israel is they're going to drop them in Ukraine and then lose their paperwork, and they're going to end up getting drafted and put on the front lines. They'll be the next wave. They'll be the next wave of resistance fighters for right. Zelensky. Yeah, yeah, Zelensky. So they're, I, yeah, the average age of a soldier I think on the front lines is like fifty now. They're out of men, so they're like bringing women to the front line. I mean, back in my day when you ran out of men to fight. That was the end of the war. You, you lost. It's like, <laughs> you, you lost. You don't just start sending women and then children and then. Well, this is the age of dog. This is the age of equity, Johnny. You got to give everybody a fair chance to, yeah. to lose. This to go be war. cannon fodder. Yeah, just like no, no, no. When you run out of soldiers, male fucking soldiers. Believe me, women have no fucking business in combat, and that's not an insult. Uh, your lives are too precious, and look what look what happens to women 
versus what happens to men when they do get captured. I'll let you guys use your imagination on that. But yeah, when you run out of male soldiers, that's it. The war is over. You lost. You don't just start sending women. You don't fucking hop up, like ask to get on a plane and go to fucking Israel to remind the world that your war is still really important and you guys still need money. He's like the fucking third, like the worst third wheel bitter ex. Like, I don't even know how you describe this pathetic fucking loser. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to go somewhere to ask for money, Israel's probably the place to do it. But Yeah, it's just, it's so goddamn, like, I remember, like, the first day he was trying to make headlines on Saturday, like, while the attacks were going on, like, hey, don't forget about me. Don't forget about Ukraine. Our war is still doing our, we still need money. We still need munitions. And then, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty interesting because the U S has sort of a backpedal a little bit on their unwavering support for Ukraine now. <laughs> so if you really take a step back and you look at this, it was like, uh, Vladimir Putin ended COVID and Hamas ended it potentially ended the war in Ukraine. We're, we're finding heroes in the most unusual places. <laughs> Must admit. I don't know who's going to end World War III, but I guess we'll deal with that. We'll jump off that bridge when we come to it. Here in about six months. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, Vladimir Putin, or, uh, Zelensky is just such a fucking pathetic. And it's just so obvious that he's trying to remain in the spotlight. He's like, oh, no, I'm losing. I I'm losing out in the news cycle. My war has now been overtaken by Israel-Palestine, and I need to stay relevant. It's, it's so pathetic. Well, and that's the thing is, like, it was important to support Ukraine until it became more important to, su to support somebody else. Like, we, you know, the, the real war that they want to wage is in the Middle East because they can just drop bombs in the desert for forever and there's little collateral damage like you know you can you can bomb caves into oblivion for forever and and not really have to deal with any backlash from that other than you know you the cost of the bombs but that keeps the that keeps the money wheel turning and keeps money in the pockets of the right people uh, you've got reports about all of these politicians who uh were who were buying up stock on some of these defense contractors, some of these big oil companies and uh, like cybersecurity companies and stuff ahead of like ahead of all of the stuff going on in Israel. And as soon like as soon as we came out of the weekend before the markets open, they're like buying up all of this stuff, like trying to get in, uh, get their positions in before it all starts to take off. Yeah. It's fucking insane. I've got uh, there's a there's a list. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going through it sometime this weekend, and and look at the different politicians on that list and see like what the committees are that they're on and where yeah. they're connected. To all I'm of sure stuff. they got some briefings uh, about a month ago. Hey, tensions are really really rising up in this area. You might yeah. want to get some Raytheon going. <laughs> yeah, unusual whales and some of the other accounts that kind of follow that stuff uh, were posting like posting names of the ones that were were getting in on these different positions and some of the different companies that they were getting in on and stuff. Uh, so, like I said, this weekend I'm gonna sit down with some names of of Congress people and start digging through and look at the committees and stuff that they're on and see like where where did all these dots connect? Because it never fails. Like there are there are connections made all throughout the, none of this none of this happens on accident none of these people exist in bubbles like it's all it's all connected 
Yeah. Well, and the other thing to the point you were making a minute ago about the, the Middle East just being the perfect um, breeding ground for this type of behavior <clears throat> is that we've been so desensitized to it where it's just like, oh, yeah, we're like we've been dropping bombs over there my entire fucking life. So uh, it's just like it's par for the course. I, I saw a chart where it was like the year you were born and what percentage of your life the U.S. has been at war. <laughs> It was like if you were born in 1930, it was like, you know, 40% of your life or something. And then if you were born after the year 2000, it's just 100% of your life. We've been at war dropping bombs over there. So it's just like, yeah, that's what we do. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not even like newsworthy when we do it. So they can just keep doing it in the background almost like one of the background processes running on your computer that you have no idea that it's still going. I mean, you know, it's running, but you don't know how to stop it. And it just goes on forever. Well, that's um, like for us, it was somewhere in the 50, what, 54, 55% range, maybe higher than that. Like most of our life we've been. Yeah, at war. I, I think but, I made it through. Yeah, maybe like 10 years or something. 12 years. The first 12 years of my life. It's yeah, crazy. <laughs> we're, we're war free. And then, yeah, after like, uh, I don't know, what, mid to late 90s. Yeah, I, but once uh, Bush came into office, I think around uh, early '90s was when yeah. Bush this went on his. Cannot stand, man. Yeah, Bush went on his rampage in the middle. Which uh, Scott Horton has a lot of stuff on that, and like the the background and history of that. If you read some of Horton's or some of Horton's books, or or listen to his like different series on. Uh, on the Middle East and the war in Afghanistan, especially like a lot of that stuff had been building before Reagan with a lot of people who were already like long timers in government. And then uh, Reagan, it, it kind of Reagan, it kind of took a back seat. The Middle East stuff kind of took a back seat. And, and then as soon as Reagan was out, then, then they ramped it back up it like craziness. Yeah. Yeah, they, man, and they just have this insatiable appetite for it. Like Lindsey Graham is just, he wants World War III. He, he wants to bomb Iran, you know, uh, a la John McCain, uh, without without any evidence, without it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's, it's Iran. Like, <laughs> we're just going to, we got to go get him. And it's, I mean, they've been like that way forever. They've, they've been wanting to, they've been, champing at the bit to go after Iran. Um, they put them on the, the axis of evil after 9-11, even though they had nothing nothing to do with that. It's just like, yeah, well, they're they're in that region and we're we're we kind of want to, you know, take them out. So if they're close enough, close enough for government work is what they say. And any excuse to go after them without, you know, out regard for any uh, collateral damage, human life, doesn't matter. Well, what happened? It was such it was such an outrage when uh, Trump had that one Iranian general or whatever killed the guy that was he Soleimani. Was such, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was such an outrage whenever uh, Trump had that done. But then fast forward a few years, and now they're ready to go to full full on war with Iran. Like just just because they uh, supposedly supposedly funded Hamas in their attack of Israel like not even verified I mean it's it seems highly yeah. probable yeah. but <laughs> right it, it I mean it's 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 very probable like they got they had to get this 
a lot of the money to fund this from somewhere. Um, it probably either came from Iran or the U.S. <laughs> directly or indirectly. But um, it only took them about 36 hours for people to start blaming Donald Trump for the the attack on Israel because he shared uh, classified intelligence with Vladimir Putin or something. <laughs> and that that somehow made its way back to um, Iran, who gave it to the who gave it to Hamas. And that's how they knew how to breach the the fences of, of Israel. Dude, I'm not making this up. I was I was seeing people blame uh, Donald Trump for this because he he gave them the intel. He told them how to how to get how to bypass the Iron Dome and everything with their rockets. And uh, yeah, that is the the Trump derangement syndrome is still raging pretty strong. I don't know what you, what do we call Ben Shapiro's derangement syndrome now? Oh, I don't I know. Come up with a name for that. Yeah, he's he is just, yeah he's just been unhinged, man. He's gone off the deep end. He went he uh he had a clip where he was like going after Tucker Carlson for some stuff Carlson was saying about the uh, about what's going on. Yeah, over there. I thought about putting that into today's show because uh, Tucker Carlson made a very quick pivot from talking about the Israeli-Palestine thing to the um, fentanyl crisis in the U.S. and how hundreds of thousands of U.S. Um, citizens are being killed every year. And uh, Ben Shapiro didn't care for that sort of um, comparison. I don't even know. I mean, I, whether or not it was an actual comparison, I think, might be a stretch. I think the point that Tucker Carlson was trying to make was like, hey, we got we got some problems here. <laughs> like we got right. problems of our own. Right. I, don't think, I don't know if we need to be meddling in in the quagmire that is the Middle East when uh, hundreds of thousands of our own people are dying because we're not securing our border. I right. believe it didn't that's seem, the point he was trying to make. It didn't seem like Tucker was trying to draw a comparison between drug women and, between and, women and children being killed by Hamas in Israel and drug overdoses he was saying like instead of sending money and dumping support into israel in their crisis when they have the means and uh ability to handle it all on their own without any support from us maybe we should look at the own at, at our own crisis and the things we have going on here at home and actually start uses using this money to fix some of those problems instead of you know sending it off to to support right. Ukraine and Israel and everything else. Yeah, it's it's a valid point, I, I think. Um, anybody with a uh, semi-normal head on their shoulders can see the, the validity in that. Like, hey, you know, uh, they're supposed to be our <laughs> representatives, right? That's This is the story. Um, they represent our the American people's interests. That's why we elect our representatives so that they can go speak for us and and do things on our behalf. And I don't know. I feel like it's a really hard case to make that anything going on on the other side of the world is in the best interest of the American people. I, I keep hearing what what great allies is Israel is. I, I'm not exactly sure what that means. Um, I don't think they've ever really done anything for the American people. I know it's nice to have a foothold in the Middle East for the U.S. Uh, military industrial complex 
We have a friendly over there that we can launch all of these fucking operations from if we need to, which is yeah, like, I think that's what they mean by ally. It's just like, we like that area. We want to be in that area. And this allows us to, to be in that area kind of thing. Well, not, I mean, ally, what, yeah. What have they ever done for us in, in particular? I mean, especially like they're, they're referring to this situation as, as Israel's 9-11, it's like, well, I mean, that's an apt comparison because Israeli intelligence was in charge of putting both events together. So, I mean, sure, that's that's right, I guess. Like, Yeah, or it was like the equivalent of 10 9-11s. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you got to go per capita. It's <laughs> Yeah, per capita. So, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, Pearl Harbor, 9-11, January 6th, Israel-Palestine. Those all go together now because that's that was the fucking line uh, just a few months ago. Just a few months ago, January 6th was on the same level. If you ask Kamala Harris, if you ask any fucking Washington swamp creature, it was Pearl Harbor, 9-11, January 6th. They need to be mentioned in the same sentence. All of a sudden, I'm only hearing comparisons to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Not seeing any um, comparisons between what happened on Saturday. What was that? Uh, it was October 7th and January 6th. Not seeing any comparisons to that. <laughs> it really isn't. I, I saw somebody uh, had a, just a glorious tweet. Um, I, I don't want to butcher it. I should probably pull it up. But it was like, if you think, if you think what happened in Israel on Saturday was bad, wait until they... Um, break into Jerusalem, put on some Viking hats, and march around without weapons. <laughs> it was just That's like, oh my God. Yeah. Then it's really something. Then you've really got something there. It's the end of democracy. <sighs> God. Gotta, you gotta love it. You, got, you just gotta love these politicians. Like, by the transitive property of political bullshit, uh, January 6th is the equivalent to um, October 7th in Israel. It's the same. On the same level. I wonder I wonder what the numerical significance to Judaism is with 10-7. Because like 40 is an important number. You know, you had 40 days and 40 nights uh, for of uh, Noah and the ark. You had the 40 days or 40 years in the wilderness. Like there's a lot of uh, numerical significance to the 40. Uh, 9-11, for instance, is if you look at star charts and stuff like that um, and go back to roughly the time when Jesus's birth would have occurred, 9-11 is, uh, September 11th is approximately the day that Jesus would have actually been born on, not December 25th. Uh, there's been uh, like n numerous assassinations and assassination attempts on 9-11 throughout all of human history. Um, like a lot of the stuff that happens, there are numbers that repeat throughout history. I wonder, I, I need to look into the 10-7 thing and see if there's anything uh, particular, particularly significant or, or like connections. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going full like QAnon conspiracy theorists <laughs> on some of this stuff and I'm, I'm enjoying it. But uh, Well, that again <laughs> puts you on the same level as Hamas terrorists. Oh, wait, we're not supposed to call them terrorists. I forgot. They're not terrorists. Uh, January 6th, guys, they're they're terrorists. 
um, Hamas, they're like um, militants or something. What do they yes. call? Mil- what do they call? Yeah, freedom fighters. Uh, That's what. Yeah, is. some people did some things, and yeah, it's God. It is just fucking unbelievable to watch their, them try to spin these things, and you like this is. That's why it's so frustrating to watch the the Ben Shapiro's of the world just fall victim to this blatant propaganda. Where like we watch them do this, and we just like within the last five or six years, I think every every neocon has capitulated that the the the, the war in Iraq was like a fucking complete disaster, and they use the exact same techniques to get us into that like the exact same arguments the exact like you're not allowed to talk about you can't uh both sides this you can't do this you can't think about it it's just listen to what we say get emotional and in and you know load up we're fucking going and and they're just doing it again right in front of your eyes and they're falling for it because this is uh very emotional for them it hits close to home Oh, we'll see how that goes. I uh, I think they're launching an actual ground offensive now, right? Now that they've sufficiently leveled Gaza, they're going in with with troops to try to see if there's see if they haven't killed any hostages, <laughs> any hostages that survived. I don't understand what the like. They know that Hamas uses human shields. They took these hostages specifically as like bargaining chips slash human shields. So I don't I don't understand why they think if they hit their targets and their targets are allegedly Hamas, why they think there'd be any hostages left. They're not they're not looking for hostages. They're looking for people to slaughter. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I, yeah, I don't understand why you can't just go in and do that. Like, just go and get the Hamas guys. How hard is it to, to root them out? Right. Supposedly, supposedly the Israelis have like a an elite special forces, like SEAL level type of type of special yeah. forces. Like, you yeah. would think well, they I'm would told, have the ability yeah. to. Yeah, and half the, half the people in Gaza are children. So there's half of them gone. And then there's a bunch of women. It's another half. So we got, I mean, like how hard would it be to go in, go into Gaza on foot, not just bombing things indiscriminately and taking out these targets. Like you, uh, apparently they know exactly where everything is too. Like it didn't take them long to come up with these targets for the bombing. Right. They seem to have an idea of where, where they were hiding. Well, and like they, they're, they were giving notification that they're getting ready to bomb so that the women and children can evacuate or whatever, but they can't go anywhere. They're, it's a fucking open air prison. Like they can't escape. There's nowhere to go. Like, what, what are you going to do? Move to the spot that they're not going to be bombing today so you can uproot and move again six hours from now whenever they start bombing that spot? Like yeah. you're just going to run these people ragged until they, they finally give up and let you fucking kill them. Like, oh, that's not, that's not being generous to give them. 24 hour notice that hey we're about to we're about to just completely level your house maybe you should leave like yeah pack your entire life up and get out of there real quick like has anybody packed for a trip like i watch these fucking broads in the u.s they pack for a fucking two-week trip and it takes them days 
you know, and like all these suitcases and shit. Like, imagine if you had to pack up your entire life. Now, I realize people in Gaza don't have nearly the amount of material things that uh, some chick in the U.S. does. But to act like it's like not that big of an inconvenience uh, that you can just do this. Uh, just pack up and move over there while we destroy your fucking house. Um, okay. But then, like, also, um, it's not like Hamas doesn't get that same message. So why wouldn't they just leave, too? Right. Like, like it just seems so fucking... That's why I was like, are, are they actually doing that? Because it just seems so stupid. It's like, hey, we're going we're gonna to hit you here. So Hamas, you, you don't move. Civilians, you move. And we're just going to hope that that's exactly what happens and then drop a bomb. Yeah. All right. This, this is what the best military... <laughs> <laughs> like one of the best militaries in the world. That's the strategy. Man. All right. Yeah, it really feels like they just um, are trying to give the weapons contractors an excuse to make more bombs and, and more stuff so that so that they can indiscriminately just blast everything, carpet bomb an, an entire region, and then and then move in later. Yeah, I mean, I get... I understand that it's like it's easier like you don't you won't lose as many soldiers or something if you carpet bomb the place first and then go in but man it is uh it is pretty fucking savage to just be blowing up fucking civilians <laughs> like because we want to save our soldiers um <clears throat> anyway <sighs> we'll see what happens the uh I, i've been following the markets pretty closely they're still not I, I still am just shocked at the reaction in the markets from this uh, oil is I, I mean, it's uh, it was up like three percent today or something, but it's still lower than it was before the attack happened. Uh, it's just they, they seem way too complacent for for what's going on here. That is interesting. I would have expected. You would expect that oil would go up unless there's something else going on with the market that we're not. Yeah. And it, I mean, it gapped down initially and then, yeah, it, it was like, it was around like $82 a barrel or something. I think before, before the conflict started and now it's at like 86. It's like, all right. But the week before that it was, it was in the 90, it was at like 90, $92 a barrel. Uh, yeah, so that, um, the market is, has been, I mean, relatively even, uh, all the stocks and stuff like that. Bond market's been getting hammered, but that, I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think that's more of the, the, um, raising rates situation, rising rates. Bonds are just getting killed. I mean, gold was up today because I think maybe the conflict is escalating into the ground war. But again, just not like I've seen bigger days just on, on nothing. And it just, it's, it's very interesting to watch the, the complacency of markets in this, in this sort of environment. In the past, I feel like when something like this kicks off, you get at least initially like big knee jerk reactions. And we really didn't see much of that. Hmm. This is a lot of a lot of what's going on around this the the rapid fire propaganda the different reports coming out of the things we know that then end up getting reported that well that wasn't that wasn't true or 
that's highly questionable or we don't have evidence of that. Um, the way that the way that all of that is rolled out very, very, very quickly. Um, and maybe it's just a symptom of technology and social media and the way it is these days and the 24 hour news cycle and, and whatnot. But uh, and then the, the watching the markets and the way they've behaved or not behaved um, is it's it's all really it's all really weird to to observe i've i've tried to keep up with it as much as i can but at the same time i'm like i don't i don't know if any of this is legit like this seems like it could all be completely bullshit yeah i mean the again the the babies thing is a great example i mean that it just on its face it sounds a little more ridiculous it's not out of the outside the realm of possibility, but it is kind of ridiculous. And then, yeah, you just see all these clips, like some, some of the clips that are circulating, you'll find out later. They're from like three years ago and it was like Syria or something. But well, that's, the problem. It, yeah. that's the problem with all of these places in the Middle East is they all effectively look the exact same. <laughs> and the fighting has been going on for, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So it's, it's almost impossible to tell like what's, and, uh, camera footage over there is always reliably unreliable. So no matter what you see, like there's no telling if it's taken live today or it was shot 17 years ago, if it's in Afghanistan or Iraq or Syria or Libya yeah. or Egypt yeah, or just, Israel. It's all or, beautiful country over there. It all looks the same. Like yeah. it's, there's no, there's no telling. And it's, it's just the way that, the way that it all is getting reported on. And also I will admit that I contribute to this as well. There is also a lot of just straight up trolling that goes on with all of this stuff. People who deliberately post false images, deliberately post false information, deliberately push a narrative. That's not true. Just to, for the gotcha to like trick people into buying into the most heinous and ridiculous bullshit. And like I said, I, I'm, I have, a couple accounts that that's exclusively what I do on Twitter is <laughs> that exact thing. So I can't like, I can't bemoan it too much because I have a lot of fun with it, but at the same time I understand. And I have tried to stay out of the current conflict with that kind of behavior just because it is so insane. And it is like, you know, it's not the same as, as trolling politicians and stuff like that, like that. This is like legitimately thousands of people are most likely losing their lives because of this. And yeah, and, 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 you you could, and yeah, nobody knows wrong, what's true and what's not. Yeah. And with the wrong troll, you could end up kick like Ben Shapiro will start world war three on your behalf because you, you sent out like the wrong joke and it was taken. I saw somebody else posted like a, a troll of him or this baby that like, looks like it's been crucified on the wall. <laughs> that's, that's a, yeah, that's one of the Dennis's. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like a thing. I mean, like, thankfully, there's community notes to let everybody know, like, relax, dude. This is a fucking joke. Like, even the plugs on the wall were like American outlets. <laughs> and it's I mean, it's pretty funny if if you can um, if you have that sort of sense of humor and you can identify these things. But if you're in on the joke and you're in all the right group chats where you know who's going to be posting what and you can keep up with it ahead of it, then it's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah the problem is not a lot of, a lot of people are just casually browsing Twitter and they're like, Oh my God, this baby was crucified. Yeah. That's, that's and then they uh, roll with it. 
Like and I said, then they use that I, as evidence. Yeah. I have tried to stay out of out of the trolling and the shit posting on this particular event just because it is so insane and there is no really way of no good way of knowing what's legit and what's not so far. Uh, yeah. Well, and almost with every with everything going on in life today, it's really hard to dis, um to discern what is um what is a joke and what is real. I mean the, because the clown world is just in full effect. I mean, speaking of what's a joke and what's real, I'm still not 100% convinced that Dylan Mulvaney is serious about this, but by God, the longer this joke goes, the more ridiculous it gets as Dylan Mulvaney wins Woman of the Year Award from, I can't remember, uh, who was it? Attitude Magazine? Uh, That sounds right. Attitude Magazine, yeah. (laughs) Woman of the Year. Uh, Yeah, I mean... It's unbelievable. Like, is the magazine just trolling us now? Because it has to be widely known that this was a fucking, like, this guy's whole thing was like a joke. How could you not know that by now? As much as it's been reported on, like, there are there are a lot of people who have gone through, like, all of his social media history and and the way he started out the, the whole, uh, you know, day whatever of being a girl. My, my daughter... Uh, watched some of them and she was like this dude's just trolling like this is this is not a serious person how do people believe any of this like, I was like I don't know dear I I have no I don't understand it either <laughs> yeah I will say that might be the best he's looked on the cover of attitude if you okay. if you just took away Dylan Mulvaney's name I might think that was an actual woman it's amazing what a little airbrushing will do yeah <laughs> these snapchat filters are crazy yeah oh god it is fucking unbelievable so we got that um and then there was the thing in chicago the bicycle race oh god this has gotten this is started starting to get like completely out of hand um and apparently these dudes have been doing this for a while uh biological men take gold and silver at chicago women's uh, cycle races so this is two guys that they transitioned back or transitioned i don't think they've actually uh done any physical transition they just socially transitioned uh back a couple years ago like within the last uh shit i can't remember i think it was like 2019 or 2018 was when these two like officially trans transitioned but they again like i said i don't think they've actually done any physical transition they just socially transitioned and became and then started doing races and stuff as as women and just crush everywhere they go because they're biological men cycling against that is such a a, such a cheap cop-out like if you're going to transition like you should actually have to do all the stuff you should have to get the surgeries otherwise you 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 shouldn't be able to claim this can you scroll up a little bit because the the subtitle was just delicious too knowing they wouldn't win only four real women bothered to enter the event (laughs) That's the embarrassing thing. Like, so there's that, only six people riding these bikes around. <laughs> well, I mean, that 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 should be the thing that tells all of the... There's no difference between biological women and trans women in sports. Like, when all of the biological women just basically say, no, we don't stand a chance. We're not... It said that the one dude has been doing this since 2017 and has won 18, like 18 titles doing doing this and and the both of these guys were 
competitor. Uh, one of them, one of them rode for Clemson in college, and the other one I can't remember. Um, but the other one competed like at a high-ish level. Never placed higher yeah, than biological like, men. Oh wait, they didn't dominate. They never, never placed in anything. Like I think the, I think the one guy never broke into the top eight hundred nationally when he was rode in college. And like I didn't even know there were eight hundred male cyclists riding in college. But apparently, are like, there any biological male cyclists? Or are they all just transitioning very slowly? Probably all transitioning slowly to be like at the end. <laughs> by the time it's all said and done, there will only be like fifty actual male cyclists left. The top fifty will be the only ones still riding as men, and all the rest of them will transition over and start competing. So then you're going to have a really healthy, like you know, uh, B team competition for the dudes who couldn't who couldn't break the top fifty in the in the men's. I mean, you know, the the sem- the semi pro cycling is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and you know what else is kind of interesting about this whole uh, women and uh, or biological sports issue. Never see the top tier males transitioning to compete against women. Never see it. Mm, it's uh, you're good. not going to see as, as fun as it would be to watch LeBron James put on a dress and start dunking over some women. You're never going to see it because he's a fucking, he's a top tier athlete as a biological male. There's no reason for him to, to, to transition to the fucking, to the women's league where he can be competitive you know and also you, you don't see biological women trying to transition and go over and compete against the men in any of those things either like no no I'd, and the top tier women like the uh venus williams or whatever like they'll readily admit be like uh, yeah no we we have no business playing tennis against the man well that was like we were um I did a stream on talking about ancient Rome and stuff last last night, and and one of the guys uh, brought up like Ronda Rousey when she was in her heyday, and and like she would she would just flat out say, "There's no way I would try to fight a man. Like I would die. They would they would literally kill me. Like you know, for for her being at the top of her game and the best in her sport at the time, and and being as physically dominant as her was as she was, and you know, like people would be like, "Oh, would you want to get in the ring with Ronda Rousey?" Is like me at like 40 years old and you know i run a couple times a week and lift weights maybe twice a week like and mostly uh drink beer and bourbon and eat a lot of snacks like hell no i don't want to get in a ring with her she's like top physical specimen but she also doesn't want to get in the ring with anybody who's not like not also a woman because she knows if she got in the ring with somebody who does that as a sport they would murder her yeah, anybody with like some training, like boxing experience or something that knows how to like it's not even knowing how to throw a punch as much as it is knowing how to like defend yourself. <laughs> cuz cuz she can throw a punch, but it's going to be, you know, it's not like being hit by a man. It just but, isn't. But on that same on that same token, I bet you I could put together a, a team of dudes that I play basketball with and compete about uh, and compete against pretty much any collegiate women's team on the, oh, yeah. in the country right oh, now, absolutely. today at four, at 40 working out a couple times a week. I could still, yes. I could still do that. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it is just what a fucking world. What a world the, to be. The patriarchy living. always wins. Yeah. Yeah, men. Uh, the best, uh, the best women in the world are men, apparently. 
what else we got? We got a couple <sighs> more. Uh... You want to you want to hear Kamala Harris say something stupid just to just to give us a, a little transition? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> you say that like I really don't, but at the same time, it's this is like the train wreck of of politics. Like between Joe and Kamala, it's hard to decide which one you don't want to see more, but you want to see them both because it's going to be a shit show. Don't hear no. I eat no for breakfast. Don't hear no. (laughs) Always believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. (laughs) That is her. That's her go-to line. I, I still, I've heard her say it just in like compilations and stuff a hundred times. I have no idea what it means. Always believe. How does it go? Always believe. <laughs> yeah. We'll... Play it one more time. I don't want to screw it up. <laughs> that's her. That's her signature phrase. You can't mess yeah. that up. Don't hear no. I eat no for breakfast. Don't hear no. <laughs> and the crazy yeah. Joker laugh. Always believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. I always believe in what can be unburdened by what has been. And I don't know what this, she does like this hand thing and then t- touches the other arm, unburdened by what has been. That's the burden there. Maybe she was reaching for her shoulder. She does have some impressive shoulder pads in that uh, that, ja- that But I, I have no idea. I still don't know what that means. I don't think anybody knows what it means, but it like sounds good, kind of. If, unless it's being delivered by her because she just has the worst delivery of maybe any politician I've ever heard. Is there anybody more awkward and just more cringeworthy? It's like anytime she's not talking, she looks like she's confused as to why she's actually there. Like anytime they've got her like standing in the background, whenever Joe Biden or somebody else is talking or like she's uh, there, there were the, the one where she met with, uh, was it the guy in Switzerland? And he's talking, and she just looks like she's completely lost. Like she has no idea why she's here. And then he tries to ask her a question, and she just throws it straight back to him because she doesn't have an answer. She's like, "Uh, well, I'm gonna let you take that." And he's like, "I literally just tried to give it to you to answer this question." She's like, "No, no, you, you got this." It's like she always seems like she's completely out of place. And then, yeah. And then no, the crazed cackle in the middle of whatever she says, like she has to stop and, and laugh. Cackle, buy some time. Yeah. I mean, we we would always make fun of Donald Trump for just kind of uh, seeming like the, the kid that didn't read the book, giving the book report in front of the class. But he like could pull it off somehow. Uh, this is the exact same thing where she just doesn't, she doesn't know exactly what to say. So she'll just be like, you know, like who likes the school buses, right? Everybody loves to ride the school bus, don't they? And then a laugh and, or she'll just be like, AI, it stands for artificial intelligence. <laughs> just like, yeah. She just has no idea. She got called on by the teacher and she's caught off guard. And so she's just going to say something like the most obvious thing or revert back to her canned, um, always believe in what can be unburdened by what has become uh, what can be what has become <laughs> i fucked it up god damn it it's too retarded for me to remember that's the problem 
<laughs> oh, but the yeah, the col- the freedom fighting for our freedom college tour. Okay. I'm sure there's been a lot of uh, eggs of wisdom being cracked on that tour. You know, the uh, the students would probably have to actually have some form of intelligence first in order for there to be much wisdom to be found. And uh, with the college admissions and everything being what they are these days, I'm not 100 percent positive that there really is a whole lot of uh, uh, intelligence there to begin with. So, no. Uh, whatever intelligence they had going into the university was quickly uh, wiped out of their brains uh, as soon as possible. I mean, by the time you get through your first two years, I think they've done all the all the damage they possibly could. That's what all those prerequisite classes are for: is to make sure that they they get a, get a good deprogramming and a hard reset. So now you're ready to to learn the propaganda that you uh, missed out on in your formidable years in high school. As if yes. you weren't propagandized enough. Now we need to, we need to wipe the slate clean and start out and start with the new, the new propaganda. That's a, uh, that's a torture tactic of some sort uh, where they like break people multiple times. Like you, you give them information and then break them again and just strip all of that out and give yeah. them new information so that it, it makes it where they don't know what's real and they just accept whatever you tell them for eternity. Like it's, this is a, this is a legitimate breaking tactic. Like it's, it's, this is psychological warfare. People, uh, I'm going back to my, my QAnon shit, but like, holy hell. (laughs) It seems to be working. Well, and there is no better arena for that in the, in the college world than economics. I, anybody with a degree in economics from a university, I would consider, um, a detriment to a, a business. Like I would, I would rather have somebody with no formal training in economics to teach them how economics actually works than somebody with an economics degree. Um, the Nobel laureate winner in economics, uh, Paul Krugman had a, uh, a, a very uh, interesting tweet. He's clearly carrying water for the Bidenomics regime. Because we got the CPI number uh, yesterday. I think that was yeah, yesterday, Thursday morning, CPI came out. Go ahead and pull that up for us. There we go. Paul Krugman has declared. So Israel is starting a war. Our war on inflation is over. We won at very little cost. And he shows a chart here, six-month change. Uh, the CPI and this is the best part. Uh, X food, energy, shelter, and used cars. <laughs> so if you remove literally everything that people buy, you can get inflation down to just below 2%, the 2% target that the Fed has. Uh, my joke in this uh, my res- was that uh, Gaza... Yes, if we all move to Gaza, we could have 2% inflation because they don't have food. Israel has cut off the energy. They've blown up their shelter. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I personally, I, I like to um, have food, shelter, energy, uh, a car to get around. That's nice. I don't know if you're not spending money on that. I honestly don't know what you're spending money on. Right. What else is there? I mean, those are 
the the rest of it are are amenities like stuff that once you have met all of those needs then it's stuff that you can do you know yeah, you go to a movie you uh i don't know go to a bar have a couple drinks i don't know what else to do yeah i i can't even believe that that's a why 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 do we have that statistic what does that prove to you well and also it looks it only looks at the last 6 months so you don't see the the couple years before that where inflation was still relatively low and then it just spikes and now it's come back down but it's still exponentially higher than it was before any of this started so like okay it's 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 the thing that we've talked about regularly it's like yeah the Biden administration says that that they've reduced inflation but you've reduced it since it hit its peak like it's not yeah, re- it's even- not reduced over the last 10 years, it's just been reduced over the last six months. Right. From all time highs. So yeah, even Biden's tweet didn't have the, the gall to declare the war on inflation over. But if you know anything about Paul Krugman or Krugman, he is a great contrarian indicator. So if he declared the war over, uh, buckle up for some more inflation. But even Biden said like, something to the effect that inflation's at two-year lows. Uh, the CPI came in, core CPI came in, and it's the lowest it's been in two years. It's like, okay, why why did, why did you pick the two-year window? It's because, yeah, uh, two years ago <laughs> was at fucking 9%. Um, unbelievable. Ex-food, shelter, energy, used cars. Food, shelter, and energy. I mean, the, like... If you got stranded on a desert island and you needed to survive, what are the three fucking things that you go for immediately? We need, well, water. So we need water, shelter, and food. <laughs> Ideally, energy. <laughs> like, But that's probably not going to happen for a while. But it's like the three basic things to sustain human life. Uh, we're just going to take those out of the CPI calculation. Yeah, not even going to. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that's part of the broader uh definition in energy is like utilities so that you know water is in, included in in that part of the calculation yeah. so yeah 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 so uh if you want to live a la um the palestinians in gaza you have two percent inflation just don't turn any turn don't turn on anything don't eat anything and um you can join one of these tent cities <laughs> that are popping up all over every fucking democratically run major city in the country and you'll have two percent inflation and that's six hundred dollars a month that they give you will probably cover all your your needs well yeah because you're not eating anything you're not doing anything i guess yeah you're just it's just your entertainment budget for the the month just your netflix account and whatever unbelievable man the war is over at, at very little cost very little cost dude have you looked at the fucking national debt lately like it is just it's going fucking parabolic they there's i don't even know exactly what's what's driving it other than i think a lot of the the short-term debt that we've had over the years is being rolled over into longer term debt and to service the debt because the rates have tripled uh is is costing a lot more uh we're but it's like Dude, we're we're on pace to spend like a, a or add a trillion dollars in debt in a month. In a month, 
in 30 days. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's very little cost, though. Eh. Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> All right. Is that it for today? We got a couple more things. We're uh, coming up on time. Let's say we're running, running a little long. We're doing happy hour tonight? Yes. We're going to do a happy hour uh, 7.30 Central Time. I'll be kicking that off. I'll send out the email reminder right after we wrap this show. So, yeah, look forward to that. As you can see, I survived the Category 4 hurricane that ripped through PV um, last Friday. And we had another storm here yesterday that flooded the the town. I tried to send you a link to a bunch of videos, but, yeah, it's like a private group. So I don't think that worked. But, yeah, there's um, there are cars basically floating around the streets yesterday. So, um, I guess, uh, yeah, global warming, climate change is real, but yeah, other than that, um, that's, I think that's all I got. We got through everything I sent you. Yeah, pretty much. There were a couple things, but I don't know how to, I don't know what to do with one of them. So <laughs> which one <laughs> it's, the, it's the, uh, the actor, not sure if he's supposed to support. Oh yeah. Just that. play that. It was funny. <laughs> I forgot about that one. It's like, I don't really know how to transition into this one. It's uh, like, yeah, it's funny, but it's been a few days now. I still haven't weighed in on Israel Palestine. I honestly don't know who to post. Usually it's easy. BLM, bang, Ukraine, bang, COVID, bang. Hey, did you do your Israel Palestine post yet? I've never missed a stand. So who'd you go with? I look at my phone, I see a lot of Republicans supporting Israel. So I go, maybe stay away from that. Then I see a lot of the people we've been calling Nazis supporting Palestine. But then get this, the people that we've been calling them Nazis with are happy Israel's getting attacked. Riddle me that. But there really is no easy answer here. Did you do your Israel-Palestine post yet? No. What does your manager think of that? I'm retired. Oh, you don't have representation right now? Obviously, I was at the front lines of getting mad at Kanye West when he was doing the anti-Semitism stuff. Everyone was thanking me for standing up for the Jewish community. So naturally, I'm seeing this happen. I go, okay, we're back with the Jews again. I see Kylie Jenner post for Israel. I think, okay, the word's in. Then boom, she's getting killed on every angle. So it's not Israel. So I start doing a bit more research. I'm seeing queers for Palestine. And generally, you want to be on the side of the queers. If you look at the things, you're not going to get in trouble if you go with what the queers are saying. Then Mia Khalifa, who we obviously support, is posting with the queers. And she's getting fired from her job. The whole reason I'm posting this is to get in better standing with my job. And by the way, I started to see that your silence is noted post popping up. So we're running out of fucking time. You had <laughs> I would stay out of it like I told you. But if you kind of have to choose, which is sort of what a situation I feel like I'm find myself in. But you don't understand. I got to post to support one of them. I know to you, it might be like, oh, who cares what he thinks? A buddy of mine booked a Geico commercial from his Ukraine TikTok. So it happens. Feels like we like decolonizing. What, what is decolonizing? Is that just like killing the people? <laughs> That's literally what I was saying, man. Because normally it's pretty easy. I, I don't know what the answer is. This one's, I just want to post one of the flags and sort of be done with it. It's tougher than you can. <laughs> I'm getting yelled at if I post Palestine. I'm getting yelled at if I post Israel. It's starting to feel like, if anything, I'm the victim here. I'm looking at the internet. I see Jews for Palestine. I kid you not. Also, I'm watching the parades. We're talking Times Square. Between me and you, when I see a bunch of brown people having a parade, I think it's a pretty safe bet to be on their side. Never failed me before. I mean, people are probably texting each other right now wondering where my statement is. Israel, though, probably, right? Yeah. 
For me, it's a little more complicated as a Gentile, you know what I'm saying? Maybe if I look at who's getting censored, that's a good place to look. Like, follow the YouTube warnings. And then I'm looking at UN women, thinking, you know, follow the sniz. Whatever the women say is usually pretty good. They're just posting random shit that has nothing to do with it. Trans lesbians are lesbians. Can I just go with that? Just like a random blanket post. Just be like, hey, lesbos, just so you know, lesbos with dongs are still lesbos. Stop avoiding the dong lesbos. I, can't, I, I feel like it's the wrong move. But you go in Israel or Palestine, you're thinking, no, you all this trick in the book, my friend, I wish I could do the same. <laughs> okay, so like if native people in America took down some girls at Coachella, I'd probably be like with the natives against me, right? Like that seems right. I can, I can talk to my representation for you if you're... Palestine's got to have Jewish people there, right? Like Palestine, isn't that... Am I being messed with you? <laughs> Presented without comment. I mean, it speaks for itself. It was fucking hilarious. And I, <laughs> even just the end, I, I didn't even watch it all the way to the end. I like turned it off after like the first couple of minutes, but Palestine, like, <laughs> oh man. So go check that guy out. He's on, he's got some tour dates. That was pretty hilarious. He also reminded me of, of, uh, he kind of looked like that guy that got stabbed in New York. Oh, I do have the article about that guy. But then oh. um, this that reminded me of the one that we were talking about last time with the the um, the guy that got shot in his house. Yeah. So this is another great one. <laughs> another great post. The right wing um, narrative that uh, the left wing Philadelphia journalist who mocked critics of uh you know criminal justice had to be uh that criminal ju criminal pol justice policies had consequences of his favored policies wait can you read that i can't see it dude it's too small oh uh <laughs> Yeah, the right-wing meta-narrative uh, where the left-wing Philadelphia journalist who mocked critics of Kranzner's criminal justice policies had the consequences of his favored police uh, policies visited upon him by a street thug turned out to be wrong. Instead, the right-wing meta-narrative where the white leftist savior was actually a homosexual groomer using drugs to induce a troubled 15-year-old black boy into sexual liaisons who was then murdered by the kid he was grooming after attempting to blackmail him with homemade porn turned out to be applicable <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah, yeah so this is this is the the journalist i use that term loosely who was tweeting about uh like making fun of people saying that like cities were getting too dangerous and one guy said that you know you'll be dead in a year or something like that and he mocked him and then it turned out he died like the next day uh apparently he'd been grooming a a 15 year old kid and was threatening to blackmail him, and that's why the dude like the dude didn't a, break, yeah. the dude didn't break into his house and shoot him multiple times. He had access to the house and just went in, and because this guy was threatening to blackmail him, just capped his ass. Like, and and this was one of the guys. He this guy had a um, the guy who got shot had a post about um, how not all gays were groomers and stuff like that, and like the it's like dude, like you are yeah. literally. A, Do you ever get tired of being wrong? <laughs> like you are the you you are the example of yeah. the thing that you're saying is not real. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unbelievable, man.
It really is. But that yeah, was just a great post. Yeah, this this narrative that like all this social justice, criminal justice reform uh, was responsible for this guy's death. No, no. <laughs> it was the other, the other theory. Yeah. Oh, God. We so live in the best timeline. We got some, yeah, we got some closure on that. Uh, we figured out why that guy was killed. Turns out that he was um, grooming and probably sexually molesting a 15-year-old boy and videotaping it and then using said videotape to blackmail the kid. So uh, comeuppance, I believe we call that. Get your comeuppance. Just desserts. <laughs> All right. So, um, yep, I guess we'll get out of here on that. A lighter note. Carry on with our weekend here. You got anything going on? Not this weekend. No, I did the uh, did a live stream last night about Rome uh, with Don the Pleb, LB Muniz, and Jonathan Hemingway. That'll be my regular episode that comes out on Monday for anybody who doesn't want to just go watch the video that's already up on Rumble for some reason. Cool, cool. Well, uh, like you said, we'll we'll kick off a happy hour here in a few hours. I'll send out that email reminder if you would like to get into the happy hour group. You can become a uh, supporting listener of the show. I will link to that in the description. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.